so hard to not abuse animals. Hello, vegans. Oh, carnies. I can't believe we're still having to deal with carnies. We will not stop. No justice, no peace. Hello, vegans. So hard. Best name on YouTube. How did you win? <laughs> Best name on YouTube. Pig's Dream. Well, welcome to the uh, pre-shift. I'm glad you're here. You know, it's still raining here. But I survived the hurricane, I think, guys. Like, it's still it's still going on. The tropical storm is still here. But I think I might have made it through. I don't want to be too premature because... You know, a lot of people don't want to have those premature victory dances where you're like in the end zone. But it got pretty nuts. You know, yesterday, yesterday not only did the did the hurricane hit, the tropical storm hit, but also there was an earthquake of five point something degree magnitude. So as the as the hurricane was coming, it hit and then an earthquake happened. <laughs> and it's like it reminds me of the 90s when there were like, there was floods, there were riots, there were earthquakes, there were fires. It's it's almost like that, except um, with more, I don't know, everything seems more a bit more extreme these days. Everything seems more extreme. But here we are. I, I made it. I made it. Yesterday we had Sheena, who was very vegan mom, on the show with Lauren uh, for Vegan Sunday School. And how cool was that? That was really fun. She's got me amped. I want to go out and do more outreach, you know. Uh, you know, I, 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 she got me – I keep on trying to get someone to come out and help me, but she just goes out with a, with a tripod and sits somebody down. I think I could do that. People aren't as friendly here in California as they are in Canada. As you've probably heard, people in Canada are kind of known for being friendly. In California, we're known for being chill, but not really known for being super outgoing friendly, you know. Uh, some people think we're superficial, you know, because we're kind of like, yeah, chill, man. We're all super nice, but we're not like super friendly out here. So I, I think though I can I could pull it off. I don't know. I want to try. I want to try doing what she does. I'm sick of shouting and yelling. You know, I do enough shouting and yelling. And also, yes, uh, sorry, Saturday there was, you know, in Georgia, Dana Loves Animals, uh, an activist out there in conjunction with us. She went out and did a uh, – she asked a certain puppeteer, the puppeteers of Sesame Street, when are they going to finally stop abusing animals and making puppets? And he's like, um, mm, well, er, uh, mm, eh, mm, I don't know what we should uh, – so are you sure that uh? – and so I – I was I was super pleased by that. So we, we made a video of that and, and it's up it's up now on, on this channel and uh, and on Instagram. So I'm excited that that happened. And then I started thinking, you know, there's been something bothering me that I want to get off my chest. There's so yeah. Lasers though. Thank you. <laughs> lasers though. So the lasers though comment has gotten me like all 
So there's been something I need to get off my chest. I've been thinking about it for a long time, but I haven't mentioned it on the show. But it's been really pissing me off. So you guys all know that I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a lifelong Star Trek fan. Always been a fan since I was a little kid watching uh, the original series with my parents in reruns. I just, I always loved the, uh, probably when I was really little, I just liked the bright colors and phasers. But as I got older, I loved all the big themes of philosophy and what is it even to be a human, especially in the absence of Earth? Like if we're not, if we're not attached to the planet, what does it mean? And so, <laughs> oh no, not Star Trek. So, but I, I, I watched the new series of like uh, Strange New Worlds and I watched the I watched the making of right, and I understand that certain writers aren't vegan, but like there's so, certain things in canon, like that the the Vulcans are supposed to be more like almost almost always. I know different writers. People are gonna argue with me, but different writers get different things in their heads. But because that's how television works, right? There's a different writer sometimes every episode, but usually the Vulcans are like, you know what uh, the gender is not a binary and uh vegan they're basically vegans so they've kind of screwed that up plus they keep on using animals like they used they used horses but the thing that really is pissing me off is they keep on using leather in the costuming and to me it's so stupid because you're living it, – it's a sci-fi show where people are expecting to see synthetics. And these assholes are like super proud that they're using pressed leather for the, for the, the, the costuming. Meanwhile, they'll also go to great lengths to tell you what high-tech measures they're using. They have an I, an AR wall behind them to make it super dope. Like the, the new visuals are so incredible. New CGI high-tech puppetry they use laser etching on their uniforms to make it look so detailed and awesome and then when they do the alien costumes they're like yeah yeah we use leather and fur and i'm just like you sons of bitches why would you do that they nobody could tell like the you, you don't have to do that yeah vulcans are vegetarians sadly which is highly illogical well you know, they could get away with techno babble. They could easily say something like, oh, well, you know, uh, whey protein was synthesized and the blah, 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 blah. They're, they're certainly against eating animals, the Vulcans. Mm. They're supposed to be against cruelty, so they'd be vegan. Thank you, Olawali Blue. All right, so here's where, I, here's where I'm getting on this. I think... I want to. I've been helping Jess. Jess has been helping me, and I want to start a, a campaign against Star Trek during this. During this, uh, there's a writer's strike. There's an actor's strike. Production has stopped. I think now is the time to hit up the showrunners and the producers of the shows that we want to change, and tell them when you come back. When you come back and you have your actors on. Off, when the, when they're off strike and uh, and and your writers are working again, I want I want a vegan set. I want a vegan set. I want vegan props. I want vegan uniform. Uh, not uniform costumes. Right. I'm sick and tired of this thing. Like it's Star Trek. You're not supposed to be using old like the skins of animals 
to make your especially like they they don't even have an excuse like oh well uh napoleon wore leather so we we have to make the leather in this movie uh they don't even have that excuse which is a bullshit excuse by the way but they don't even have that so they're now they're they're making star trek with like the klingons wearing all leather and shit and in the old days they weren't wearing leather they're wearing synthetics metal fake fur because it's alien fur they don't have to use real fur the klingons can wear fur we are used to seeing fake shit in science fiction you don't have to go kill a bear like an earth bear to get us to believe that the klingons are wearing fur it's called suspension of disbelief we do it there's no reason to try to make it look so realistic so that we all i mean we all love like the the, the battle sequences and space and shit. We all love. But we all know it's bullshit. We all know it's not real. It's just for fun. You don't have to kill an animal just to have some fun. So anyway. It took Jess a long time to get uh, to a thousand, a thousand signatures for his Stop the Feather uh, campaign against Jim Henson Company. I think Vegan Set... I think vegan set on Star Trek shouldn't take so long. You think that Jim Henson has a good fandom? I think Star Trek's got a crazy fandom that would get behind this. Spock eating bacon as a human was extremely disappointing. This is this last season of Stranger Worlds got me all fucked up. Like I was all crazy about the first season they had um Pike riding a horse and I was like, well, all right, well, Pike did ride a horse in the original back in, like, the 60s, and I get why they're trying to, but couldn't they use a CGI horse? Whatever, man. Like, I don't think it's necessary. God damn it. it, it I, I get upset when I see horses in cinema and, and television. I hate it. I hate it because they could just take a photo of a horse and put it on his on his desk, and we'd be like, oh, he has a horse. You don't need to actually put a horse in the show, you know? Shakespeare didn't use horses. And yet, famous battles were carried out. Anyway, then he he like he's always cooking with eggs and stuff, and it's like, okay, okay, I could say they're replicator eggs or something, but you know what? They're eggs in they're using real eggs. They're exploiting animals. Stop exploiting animals for Star Trek. That's what I'm into. The battle sequences are BS. <laughs> yes. The the Spock eating bacon, yeah, he, he goes to eat bacon because he's human, and then he's like, oh, why do I feel nauseated? I thought that was kind of funny, but you know he was eating real bacon. He wasn't eating, like, tofu bacon or some shit. I'm so sick of of movies and television, so I really think, and it's not just, it's a, it, of course, I love Star Trek, so I have a little bit of skin in the game. But at the same time, Star Trek is a huge franchise that goes that has lots of canon. And so I want to I think it's a prime directive. The new prime directive is don't interfere with animals. Don't interfere with anyone who's vulnerable, which is kind of what the prime directive already is in Star Trek. The Star Trek also always says, the Vulcans always say the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Well, I think the needs of the many in this case are all the, the, the hundred billion animals we kill a year. And how many are killed in entertainment? 
They did that on Voyager too. Neelix literally would gather eggs from planet to planet and not replicated ones. Yeah, okay, so in Voyager, their replicators were broken. They had they had ration. They had to ration everything. So that makes sense. Like she could have coffee, but that's about it. She had to eat like everybody else. The only thing she could replicate was coffee. And then she also had Neelix make coffee because she didn't want to use her replicator. But yeah, you're totally right. He would go and like pick up uh, animals' droppings and stuff and eat them. It's ridiculous. Even TNG had holodecks, but they couldn't have Picard ride one. Had to be a real one. Yeah, totally agree. Paramount has more than enough money. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Paramount has enough money to make it right. Why is why is Paramount? using animals in Star Trek of all things. And I really think that if you could if you could crack Star Trek and make them release a statement, that would have ripple effects first of all through all of the uh, genre-wide science fiction would be like, "You know what? Fuck this. We're not doing that anymore." We could also like do you remember in the original series they had that dog that had the horn because of the they had like a transporter mistake and they had to put the dog through it. Like goddamn, stuff like that. It annoys me. Do y'all think aliens exist? Of course I think aliens exist. I just don't think they're here with us. Although, who knows? Congress is saying they might be here with us. Have you seen the Tic Tac UFOs? Yeah. But even if they used a holodeck veganish, why would they have to have real horses on the holodeck? They don't have to do that. Like... We, if they used a CGI horse on the holodeck, we'd be like, oh, it's on the holodeck. Even if it looked jink, it looked jinky in the 90s, we would be like, oh, yeah, but it's the holodeck. That's why it looks jinky. Like, that's <laughs> when you watch this stuff, you're supposed to have to give the, the, you're, you're in a play space. They're allowed to mess up a little bit. That's why, like, you know, in, in space, you can't hear anything. But every time you see a ship going by, it goes <laughs> in all of them. Or like a, uh, like a X-Wing is like, wow! <laughs> you know, like a, or a TIE fighter, wow! You can't hear them in real life. In, in space, there's no sound, but it would be boring to watch. So we just say, ah, fuck it. We want to hear sound in space. So they make it for us and we enjoy. That's what the point is. So like if, if, we, could, if we could suspend our disbelief and that there's gravity on these things, there's gravity on these uh, ships and everything, I think we could do it. That was the cutest dog though. Well, all right, let's give them a pass because they were in the 60s. But still, you're with me, right? I think it's BS that they had to use a real dog. They repeatedly say they have plenty of food supplies and they are replicating matter like poop, so they had no need to gather eggs and meat, etc. Well, they had... No, they didn't... They they had food supplies in their... Um, I'm watching it right now, like re-watching it, and there's parts where they say, oh, the yields are quite low right now, like from their... Because um, they had that... They converted a bay where they're growing plants and stuff. So they're going like, oh yeah, the the yields aren't what they should be. And they're they're like dealing with those that that variable sometimes. So I mean, anyway, you're right. They shouldn't be using animals anyway. You're absolutely right. I remember one time they said that this pasta that was like spaghetti was actually the hair of some animal, and it pissed me off. 
Even Sunny in Philadelphia made the monkey CGI and it looked awesome. Thank you, Gorick. You're absolutely right. If if always Sunny can use a use a CGI monkey, that we should be able to use a CGI everything else in in Star Trek. They don't they don't generally use real animals like in the show. So, every once in a while, a horse, which bothers me, but it's very rare. But they in the costuming, a lot of it's leather, not not the the ship's captains and stuff like the people on board, but a lot of the shit, like the, a lot of the props are leather. A lot of their um, the alien costumes are often leather, and it annoys me. And the Vulcans are often wearing silk. Doctor Who and TNG, the suspension of disbelief. Vogon poetry, exactly. In Doctor Who, they're like, exterminate. You know, like, come on. And the, the Cybermen and everything. That's what's so fun. You just, like, you check in, turn off the brain a little bit, and turn, off a, turn on a different part. Like, sometimes you get to have all sorts of cool philosophical ideas because you're in this play space. That's what makes it safe. That's what made it safe for Captain Kirk to kiss Uhura in the 60s. The first scripted interracial kiss in the history of television was on Star Trek. And the reason they're able to do that is because of the suspension of disbelief. They're both under mind control. So obviously, obviously, no, we're not, misogyny isn't something that we're promoting, but <laughs> that's where you get, that's why, that's why sci-fi is fun. We no longer enslave animals for food purposes exactly and yet on on picard season two what did he do mm. well, maybe that was season one when he goes and tells his kid to go kill an animal they used a monkey in voyager but sunny and philly could use a cgi lol yeah exactly well i mean that's like 30 years apart but yeah i mean they could have done it oh you're you're right they used a siamang they used a siamang or something in uh in Voyager, yeah, you're right. They had a, they had a, a, a an ape, a, a small ape. I think it was a siamang, or a, or a gibbon, something like that. I forget. It was a ta It was a. If it wasn't a monkey, it was a monkey without a tail. I think it was an ape. I don't know. It's been a while since I studied anthropology and learned all about the different great apes and everything. Vulcans wear silks. Vegans don't. Right, but Vulcans, of course, wouldn't wear silk because they're space creatures. It's idiotic for them to put silk on a Vulcan, like, bridal dress or something. Meanwhile, all of, like, the pieces are all 3D printed and beautiful. All the, like, the, if they got 3D printers doing that stuff, they have the budget and the ability. All they need is the will. And I think that we can lend them that will. What do you say? Do vegans remove cobwebs around their house or not? <laughs> um, I try to, I try to, but I don't have any right now, but there's some like super high up in my house and I need to get to, they're so high up that I have to like get a special tool to go all the way up and get them, but they're old cobwebs. They're not like, there's no one living in them. You know what I'm saying? If someone's living in it, I try not to, if someone's living in, in the web, I try not to remove them unless they're like at my head level. Because I don't know if you know, I'm six foot five, and usually spider webs are built right about here. And so all every day of my life, I get a spider web in my face. And so by accident, by walking around, I will often um, 
I'll have spiderwebs on my face. That's just part of the problem. But thank you for asking. Uh, I just wanted to... Okay, so sorry about... So firstly, that's what I want to do. I'm sure you guys heard about Lolita the Orca dying. Um, I'm sure you heard about that, right? Have you heard about Lolita? So it's a it's a it's a bummer where is it lolita died in the um in sea world and i'm sure you guys have all heard about this but i'm not gonna go deep into it because everyone already knows right you all know about lolita dying in sea world so i'm gonna say forget about that for now because everyone else is already talking about it but I do want to say, uh, this is something interesting that I saw online this morning. Ecuadorians reject oil, reject oil drilling in the Amazon, ending operations in protected area. I think this is super interesting because not only is it about the climate, because oil, they want to, they want to get to this oil that's underneath these forests. And of course, there's lots of species of, of animal in these forests that they're afraid will be just annihilated, just completely gone, extincted, if we go into this forest. Meanwhile, there's also two tribes that self-isolate from the rest of humanity living in this for in the forests of Ecuador. Um, the, the tribe's names are interesting. One is the Tagari and the other one is Taromanani. And they live in self-isolation. In 1989, it was designated a world biosphere by the United Nations. Okay, but Ecuadorians not cool about it. With over 90% of the ballots counted, around 6 in 10 rejected oil exploration. Everything in Ecuador is very, very scary. Look at this. This is this is what people vote. This is how people vote now in, in Ecuador. Um, one of their this of course is next to their president their presidential election, which has just gone to a runoff. But if you're not aware, uh, one of the candidates was murdered uh, before the election took place. So there was an assassination. Lots is happening in Ecuador. It's getting kind of shady, but. I think it's so interesting that the people voted to keep oil interests out of their damn forests. And I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a win for the environment. It's a win for the animals. It's a win for the native population. And the truth is, like, maybe this doesn't have totally something to do with veganism, but I think it does because habitat destruction is one of the things that are is leading to the lack of biodiversity on planet Earth. One of those things, of course, is animal agriculture. And most of most of deforestation happens because of animal ag. This, of course, is about oil exploration, but oil exploration, though not the leading cause of deforestation, is obviously a problem, right? Just stop oil says stop drilling, stop using, stop stop making new allowances for oil. What's crazy is up in Montana, something very similar just happened where the youth have the youth have sued the state for using their um, natural resources, and not, Montana has never turned down an oil exploration uh, permit. Never has done it. The youth of of Montana have sued, and now and they won. They won. So we'll see what happens there. But they sued their state government, and now there's actual precedent. 
in other states now in the United States, we're having more and more issues where people are coming in, where the youth are coming in through the legal system and attacking the very states because they're ruining their the the, the young people's uh, futures. Right? They're they're saying you're you're ruining our futures. You're selling us out. I, they had people come up on the stand and say, I have asthma because of you. I have this ailment because of this ailment because of you. All of these diseases, my water supply is poisoned because of you. And it's because you won't stop drilling for oil or granting more power permits or coal permits. Fossil fuel, let's just call it fossil fuel because coal counts as well, right? So it seems, it seems that people all over the world, not just in the United States, but also places like Ecuador, are taking to the ballot. They're taking this to the they, they're taking this to the court. They're taking this to the ballot box, and they're making it an issue. And it excites me. It excites me. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that it's a it's a portent for the future. I hope that it, it's something that it's a harbinger of a brighter future, maybe a vegan future. But I wish, I hope Ecuador works it out. They got two, they got two crazy candidates right now. One's the, one's the, like, the scion of a banana magnate. And the other one is like, I don't forget now. I was reading all about the Ecuadorian uh, (laughs) politics this week. It's hard to, it's hard to understand everything that's going on down there. But this thing with the banning the oil in our in in the major forests and saving two tribes from annihilation, it's fucking awesome. So way to go, Ecuador. Keep it up. Way to go, Montana. Keep it up. RC eight eight two RC eight eight zero two. Welcome. Screams and pisses off the country. Uh yeah, but someone's gotta be screaming. Are we supposed to all be quiet? We got to scream. If if Just Stop Oil is screaming and it pisses people off, great. Maybe they'll get what they want. The squeaky wheel gets the oil after all. You know what I mean? You got to squeak or you get nothing. Do you like my profile picture? I don't I, I can't see your profile picture. Oh, it's a frog. Everyone loves cute frogs. That's cute. Yeah, uh Rain and Power Lolita, no justice, no peace, period. The the Miami Seaquarium, the smallest tank, Antonio Diaz. Yeah. Only good thing I hear from Ecuador this entire week. Yeah, that's true too. It just gets worse. Lolita was close. Now they're trying to get her like uh there's I've seen the protests with Lolita R.I.P. Let the other one go. Corky, right? Let Corky go. There's all these there's all of these whales stuck in captivity. I can't believe that no one why why haven't we passed a law about that like it seems like things like this why isn't there a law about owning marine animals giant marine mammals how about that how about we just stop owning marine mammals they're wild animals in california you're not allowed to own a ferret but you're allowed to own an orca explain that why can you why are you allowed to own an orca but you're not allowed to own a ferret Maybe we shouldn't allowed shouldn't be allowed to own any wild animals or wait a second hold the phone any animals no animals should be owned period if you're against orcas being owned look in your own home why do you have a dog why do you have a cat stop owning animals look at your plate why is there a cow on your plate why is there a pig on your plate why is there chicken on your plate 
fish stop owning animals that's stop owning each other we're all on this earth together stop owning each other if anything should have been learned from the civil war is that we shouldn't own others period stop owning others it seems simple liberty justice for all Yeah, how about we stop owning? Yeah, thank you. So how about we stop owning every other sentient being full stop? Why not? Why couldn't we do that? Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Now Facebook decides to work. Good morning, Lauren Moritz Glass. I'm glad you didn't float away. I'm glad I didn't float away either as well, I should say. Um, it's not over yet. We're not through the woods yet. And, you know, there's aftershark, aftersharks, aftershocks from the major earthquake we had. So now that we've had a major earthquake and a hurricane, what else can happen in 2023? Could it get worse? I'm not sure. You never know, though. You never know. Her body, soul, and spirit will get no rest as we have no clue what her body will be used for or how it will be discarded as trash. It's not going to be discarded as trash. They're going to take a fiberglass mold of her and they'll make her, they'll hang her up. They're going to, they're taxidermy or something. I don't know. What do you do with dead whales? They're not going to, maybe they'll spray them on our crops. They'll spray dead whale guts on our crops. I'd rather keep my cats and have an orca in my living room. Oh, wait, I won't even fit. <laughs> no, probably not. Maybe, maybe stop owning all animals. That's my, that's my, that's my vibe. You wouldn't want protests to or destroy art, don't dodge. I mean, the truth is, I support, you guys know, some people get upset when I say this, but I am for all activism because we need change. If you want to destroy a Van Gogh, I love Van Gogh, destroy it because there will be nobody around to enjoy paintings at all if we're all dead if the world is burning there's no time to appreciate art art is for when we're all dumb fat and happy and everyone's getting along and things are going great and the world's not melting that's when art that's when we can explore art that's when we can enjoy it when you can walk into a museum for free because it's already paid for look at that someone's taking care of the art how beautiful what a beautiful world we're living in but instead, the, the earth is melting. So screw all the art. Screw everything. Until we can get our heads around this problem and get our heads out of our asses, what's the point of having art? What's the point? Protesting against oil doesn't have much to do with being the victim. Do with being victim. Well, no, no victims in oil. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like just stop oil pro protesters didn't personally get traumatized by oil in that case everyone is a victim well that's kind of the thing right everyone is the victim because of big oil the fact that there's still lead in our atmosphere is because of big oil i mean all of these things we have been directly traumatized by it like i said those youth that were in the courtrooms during the montana thing a lot of them suffer from asthma and other horrible diseases because of well because of oil companies screwing with the environment that's when Picard can play his piccolo when he's not in crisis. There you go, Vogon Poetry. If he's playing piccolo when it's freaking red alert time, P Picard doesn't play the piccolo when it's red alert. Red alert says Data turns off his art program and stops thinking about Spot, and he starts getting ready for business, goes to work. 
That's the truth. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for uh, everybody joining us and liking this video. If you haven't already, uh, I'm sure you've already been. I'm sure you've already liked the video. I'm sure you're already subscribed. Thank you for being here. Don't forget to like the video. I see there's a couple people on Facebook watching. If you haven't already subscribed, please do. Also, Patreon. Patreon's the place where you can actually help me make my dream come true of just making stuff for vegans every day, all day, every day. That's what I want to do. Please help me. If I could get enough going, you know, I'd like to do more outreach. I'd like to do more uh, activism. And I still am designing lots and lots of shirts and other goodies over on veganofcourse.net. So please head on over to veganofcourse.net and pick yourself up some activist gear of your own. That would be awesome. Helps the channel, helps me, helps the animals, helps America, helps the world, baby. I got people over in Ireland and Norway wearing my shit. Why aren't you wearing my shit? Come on now. Come on now. Trying to help you out here. A reasonable vegan thinks that it's vegan a factory farm insects for food. We need the madness to be addressed. Reasonable vegan isn't vegan. I said that on my show. I said it to his face. Friggin' Grumpy said it to his face. He keeps saying that like the fact that reasonable vegan keeps saying that I'm vegan except for uh oysters and insects like dude you're not vegan bro you're not vegan god damn it why is it so hard is it so hard not to abuse animals it's so hard not to abuse animals don't use animals three words veganism don't use animals it's very simple it's very easy what but what if we have what if what if i'm in the forest what if i have uh on planet earth and uh and the martian and then the no man don't use animals how hard is that dude it's that easy i'm a new sub thank you leave a like on that baby thank you rc8802 i appreciate you i appreciate you just disrupting that factory farm, not kids that need to go to school. Well, I, I like I like disruptions. I think it's great. In comparison, I think kids going to school is more important. It's so hard. Unreasonable non-vegan. Exactly right. Mm. Yeah. That guy is so weird and weird logic, total carny. He's a carny who like he's he's like a flexitarian. He should be called Reasonable Flexitarian. That's what he should be called. Reasonable Flexitarian. Reasonable, I don't even know. How about just Wild Hypothetical Flexitarian? I think that's what he should be called. He got his name wrong, that's for sure. You know, speaking of Wild Hypotheticals, um, Vegan Gaze said that she would come on this week at some point and talk with me about Wild Hypotheticals and why she thinks it's useful for these for veganism and 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 talking about veganism and i love vegan gaze you all guys all know i'm a huge fan and so we're going to talk about that sometime this week she says she's going to surprise me so hopefully we'll have something cool happen uh, we've got a lot of cool guests lined up we he could rename himself reasonable vegan ish yeah he could it's definitely a reasonable is even a stretch absolutely all right guys um the affirmation of the day vegan this is your daily affirmation for vegans only. If you aren't a vegan right now, is your time to GTFO. We do not want good vibes going to non-vegans. If you are a carny, GTFO, 
kindly see yourself out. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you because I don't want good affirmations going. All right, to you, carnies. Are all the carnies gone? Okay, good. Sweet. Let's try an affirmation, see what we got today. I ask for wisdom to understand more about happiness. I ask for wisdom to understand more about happiness. That's good, man. Like sometimes it's under it's hard to understand happiness. You need wisdom to understand it. That makes sense. It's extremely enlightening for me to gain more understanding about happiness. Yeah, man. Sometimes I think that's why I meditate is to try to get to your happy place, right? Or just try to like know how to access it. Some people say like you know, when you run, you enter enter a meditative state, but it's really hard to get there because you got to go running. But if you can learn to like access your happiness more frequently, you could actually get yourself going to a good spot. I I like that. I question what makes me happy. Yeah. Does coffee make me happy or am I just, does carny tears make me happy? The carny tears are so good. It's so good. I ask others what makes them happy. I need to do that more. Well, what makes you happy? What makes you happy, vegans? VFFs, let me know in the chat or let me know in the comments. What makes you happy? I pray that I can really understand happiness on a deep level so as to embody it fully. Man, I think that's so important to understand happiness on a deep level. You know, sometimes with veganism, we're always talking about like suffering and pain. How can we stop suffering? But sometimes we need to actually be accessing happiness. Like maybe we should understand more about what makes us happy, what makes each other happy. I think about this a lot. I mean, I make, I make jokes where I'm going, okay, well, if you've got, you can't live your highest joy if you've got corpses rotting in your belly, that's impossible. So what makes us happy? And I think it's I think it's moral consistency. I think it's clarity of, of mind. I think it's, it's uh, peace of mind, right? You know, once you get those, what's that guy, Maslow's, Maslow's pyramid, you get all that stuff taken care of and you can start to feel happy. You can start accessing that your more self-actualized uh, being. You know, I, I think that's great. In veganism, so often we talk about like we gotta fight the the oppressors and we've gotta we've gotta stop them from torturing. But maybe we need to start focusing a little bit on um on what makes us happy and what makes everyone happy. I think that that's a good thing. Maybe I can help. Maybe I can use that in my activism. Anyway, yeah, that's your. My name's Skyjack Morgan, and that is your daily affirmation for vegans only. Thanks. Don't forget to like and subscribe, baby. Vegan gains lost the plot and should really <laughs> learn to think and speak at nuances. What did he do now? What did he do now? What did he do? Are you in California too? I'm going to my first class of the semester today. Hate the professors. They talk about all these petty issues and I mentioned vegans and they say it's stupid shit. What school you go to, RC8802? Yeah, I I live in California. I grew up here. I grew up in California, but I've lived all over the world. I moved back here about five years ago, and uh, it's been a wild ride. You know, there was a pandemic. My mom died. Lots of horrible things have happened since I came back to California. But you know what? I started doing this channel because I wanted to meet other vegans and see if I can see if I can make a difference in the world. If I don't start getting some more super chats, I'm probably going to have to go get some shitty job. But, you know, for now, I'm, I'm trying to make... I need to sell some t-shirts and get some... Sell some t-shirts and get some super chats, baby. And people... Uh, 
<laughs> or maybe some more memberships. If you want to be a member, that would be awesome. I'm always putting stuff in the members only section and also on Patreon. But uh, thank you. I, I, I don't know what school you go to. Affirm me. You are affirmed. You are affirmed. Um, CRC, did you hear that Vegan Gaines said that Joey Carmstein should kill himself last night? What? He did? What is going on with him, man? First, this thing about killing carnivores. And now, like, and I watched the thing about him where he says, oh, you guys are stupid because you don't understand my position. And it's like, dude, your position's a little wacky. That's why, like, just take the vegan position. Your, your name is Vegan Gains. I really, I actually want to talk to him. He, he and I never really hooked up. Like, we, um, he ghosted me. Like, he contacted me, and I'm like, yeah, let's talk. And then he just ghosted me. But, um, whatever. It's kind of a bummer. Because he's got such a huge following, and a lot of people like him. It's just such a bummer that he's, like, saying that. He said Joey Carbstrong should kill himself? God damn. Wow. Lost it a long time ago? Maybe he did. I go to Channel Islands University, but even at my community college, it's the same shit. I'm majoring sociology, so it's just a lot of work shit. Yeah, I um, I went to community college before going to Berkeley, and um, but I loved it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Fight me, bro. Your position is a is like a Jenga game. <laughs> Which position? Whose position? My position. Are you afraid of my video when I was trolling him and he called my alt account stupid? <laughs> a debate, but I, I, I don't really want to challenge people to debates. I want to challenge people to conversations. Can we have a productive conversation where we both come to it with open minds and clear thinking and we just um, chat with each other and try to understand one another? I think that would be more beneficial to the audience. I'm hoping that, I think it's way more beneficial to the audience if we have a conversation. That's way more interesting to me. Like I saw something that Tash Peterson did with Vegan Gains uh, yesterday where uh, she and Stephanie are talking to him about cat food. And I don't know that much about cat food, but I feel like they told me a lot that, and I feel like I'm more educated because they were just having a conversation rather than trying to own each other. I don't think we should own each other. He says he's a sociopath, but the killing demands are really getting out of hand. Yeah, he says he's a sociopath, but at the same time, he says he's against murder. But then at the same time, he says he's for it. I mean, what are you going to do? I talked on Discord last night. He said that Joey tried to attack activists and get their funding taken away at the behest of one of his major donors. Really? Which act? I don't know. This seems like this seems like something. I don't think any vegan should be calling for the death of another vegan, even if it's reasonable vegan. <laughs> I would drive over his place and smack him. I'll be sure to let him know it's on behalf of Sky. <laughs> yeah, you let him know. Let him know it's from me. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, that makes perfect. Thank you so much for making sure. You know what? I think that if that, I think that um, if you walked up and smacked him, you could obviously say, well, it was a frison. That's the word of the day is frison. Frison is a brief moment of emotional excitement. Perhaps that's what he perhaps that's what Vegan Gaines was experiencing. He doesn't actually want to kill or have killed um 
Joey Carbstrong, he just was experiencing a frisson. A frisson being a momentary uh, emotional, a brief moment of emotional excitement, a fleeting moment. He felt a frisson of delight as he stepped tentatively through the door of the walled garden. A frisson. I think this is a great word because I think lots of us experience a frisson. I still remember the frisson of mild excitement when a reporter entered the committee room. The members sat up, some straightened their ties, others coughed, and a new urgency was brought to the business of quizzing some hapless civil servant on whatever mundane business was before them. John McManus, the Irish Times, 6th of July, 2023. <gasps> They're even using this word in Ireland? That's right. In Ireland, they use words like frisson. Can you believe it? I can. The Irish are wonderful people. They've got really good vocabulary, if you can understand them while they're saying it. Did you know a chill down one's spine isn't always a sensation of fear or suspense, as Daniel Marenko writes? What is most exciting about literature is how much it surprises us and makes us fall in love. Poetry especially has this gift, the gift of provoking in us a frisson, a shiver, this capacity, like a bee, to put honey on the tip of our tongue, provoking that pleasant sensation of feeling and perceiving. Ew, a bee putting honey on your tongue? Don't they know it's vomit? Blech! Like, imagine a bee coming up and putting it on your tongue. Like, would that taste good? I don't think so. I don't think, like, you would... If you if you had to get honey by, by holding the bee and having it vomit into your mouth. I don't think we'd be eating it. But it's sweet, Sky. Don't you want... No, it's disgusting. Honey is disgusting. Honey has always been disgusting. People are like, but we've been doing it forever and it never goes bad. It doesn't go bad because it has so much sugar. It's not good for you. Honey is bad for you. These diabetics. I, I don't know why... Honey. All right. Sorry. I got derailed because of this casual speciesism today. How come they sneak it? Why is it always being shoved down my throat, this speciesism? Look, there's even someone using cool. What, what are they doing over here? They're, yeah. Whipped cream, ice cream. Yeah. An ice cream ad right here for Stater Brothers. Speciesism everywhere I look. His relating of frisson and shiver is apt given that frisson comes from the French word for shiver. Those familiar with shivering will note that it's also apt that frisson traces back to ultimately a Latin frigere to be cold, frigere to become cold. A frisson can be compared to a thrill or a rush as it refers to a brief moment of emotional excitement as in a frisson of surprise. I've always thought of frisson as like goosebumps. That's what I thought frisson was. Like, oh, I lost, I lost that frisson. Like that, that like, that, that's like a frisson, like a moment of frisson. I love it. Enough with puke and secretions talk, Gorek. Thank you. Submitting is especially good for those listeners whose first language is not English. Subtitling is especially good. Well, subtitling doesn't really work unless, do you have, does, does YouTube offer subtitles or does Facebook? How do you subtitle live? live i don't even know would you eat a carnis to sada taco you'd be supporting the execution of carnis which would lead to the end of animal agriculture no no i don't think that we could win by murdering i don't think we could win by harming others i'll put it that way i'm not saying that like oh well if someone's beating a dog don't stop them that's ridiculous 
But the idea that we're going to change the world by promoting violence seems like we're just promoting more of the same. It's just going to be the same thing again and again and again and again. Um, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind and all of that. But the truth is, I want to change. I'm in the change in the world business, guys. I'm not into saving the world. Like, it'd be great to save the world, but. I want to change the world. I want to convince people to look at each other as fellow earthlings on this stupid rock that was hurling through space. I don't want like, I don't want to to promote violence ever. I'm, I'm against violence. If you've ever experienced violence, and in my life I've experienced a lot of violence, it's not good. Violence is bad. Violence, bad. Thank you. Thanks everybody for playing. Enough with the secretion. <laughs> VG is still butthurt about that situation years ago. I didn't hear anything new come up. About what situation? What situation? I stopped watching him years ago. What situation are you guys talking about? I forget the name of the company, but both Joey and Vegan Gaines made a video about the situation. Oh, was it? A, oh, you're probably talking about... I know what you're talking You're talking about... Anonymous for the Voiceless, what happened with them, right? I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. When Anonymous for the Voiceless was accused of stealing money and then Joey Carbstrong went down to Australia to talk to him and all that. Is that what you're talking about? I understand subtitling is available during any Facebook Lives using the caption option button, but not shown during the recording. Oh, well, that's great, Paul. I don't know how to do that. I hope you're able to see subs to see subtitles right now. Well, you know, I talk like an American. I don't know if everybody, I don't know if the subtitles are getting me because I'm talking like an American. I know what's wrong. Americans, it's hard to do a all. I got potatoes in my mouth. Yes, that's it. Okay, so you guys all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so a long time ago, AV had a, a money issue. People accused them of stealing, and this donor was giving them money, and then they didn't know where the money was going, and all this, this hullabaloo. There was all these finger pointing, and then eventually... Uh, did it work out? I don't know. I think Anonymous for the Voiceless still carries a little bit of that Paul on their face, and I think that's a bit sad. Who knows what the truth is? I uh, remember when that happened, I was thinking, well, uh, organizations are complicated. I don't always like the organizations that are in our movement, but this is what we got, guys. I mean, I don't know how to... P I don't know. I don't know. My, my only solution is to get involved, start doing some... Uh, Start doing some some activism out there. American impersonation was almost as good as your Gary Yarovsky one. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell from the Great Slate of Kentucky. No, Mitch McConnell's like this. No, now I'm I'm from the Great Slate of Kentucky, and I want to say that I want to let the American people decide. You got to make the American people decide. Well, who's gonna be the next Supreme Court justice? Yeah, that's that's Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. He got a slack jaw, can't open his mouth long enough, can't don't open his eye, don't open his mouth, can't close his jaw. I hate Mitch McConnell, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to donate to, to outreach with them. You only you also don't need A V to do outreach. Thank you, Vegan Nave. Very good point. That's kind of what I was trying to say. Go out there and do your own Go out there with your friends. Go out there. Put some stickers up. I don't know. Because he can't debate me. Uh, don't debate. Why? This is, a, this is a friendly place. Why are you debating? 
It's correctly writing out your talk, even when I was doing the Mitch McConnell. That's incredible. Wow. Well, there you go. Maybe maybe it's made for Americans. <laughs> Today in history, a few things went down. You know, um, Minamoto Yoramoto becomes the Sai Tai Shogun in 1192. This started the Shogun Wars and the de facto ruler of Japan. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think it's pretty wild too. Yeah, uh, so this guy now the American inventor William Seward uh, Burroughs patents the adding machine. You see this machine right here, the adding machine. His grandson. So this is William Seward Seward Burroughs. His grandson was the famous junkie. In fact, he wrote the book Junkie. He wrote the book called. Um, Naked Lunch. Have you ever read Naked Lunch? He talks like this. All down the road with the alien G-Man, the aluminum lubrication on his anus, all along with the grease on his nose. So nasty. That's it. That's how. That's my impersonation of William S. Burroughs. If you've never seen, if you've never heard William S. Burroughs, he's got an amazing album called "They Call Me Burroughs." He uh, was friends with. I am the source. People call me the source of the Beat Generation. He was famously uh, convicted, though not sentenced, for murdering his wife, drunkenly playing William Tell at his uh, at his apartment in Mexico City. He was a a rich man who was hooked on heroin and lived longer than all of the other Beat Generation poets and writers. Pretty incredible. Yeah, he was uh, kind of the old man of the group. Him, Jack Kerouac, and uh, and Allen Ginsberg were kind of like the big ones. Yeah, uh, I studied I studied the the Beat Generation a lot, so I think it's interesting. Burroughs Attic Machine was invented today in in eighteen eighty eight. American inventor William Seward Burroughs patents the adding machine. Kind of wild if you think about it. People couldn't add before that. Before that, they're using pencils. They're like, wait, what's carry the one and then go take this? Before that, you eat midnight snacks. You eat lunch naked sometimes. You know that he also, in in his book, I want to say the Nova, was it the Nova police or the uh, ticket that exploded? He, uh, he this um, sex toy was the Steely Dan, I think, or the, the condoms, I think. Anyway, that's the name of the band, Steely Dan, was from William S. Burroughs. William S. Burroughs, the grandson of the guy who invented the atom, the adding machine. <laughs> the grandson of, an, of a brilliant inventor became a crazy writer who was hooked on uh, heroin. The Mona Lisa was stolen today in 1911 from the Louvre. Now, that's what made the Mona Lisa famous. You know, people think it was it was uh, stolen in 1911. People like, oh, the Mona Lisa has always been this amazing treasure. No, it was stolen in 1911. It became international news. That's when, when it was returned. It became, it was huge. Everyone wanted to see it. They started making postcards with the Mona Lisa, little magnets, little keychains. Then it became huge. Everyone was in love with the Mona Lisa in like 1913. When it was returned, they found it finally. I don't know how they found it, actually. They probably killed the guy who took it. But because it was stolen, it became this, this object to art that everybody needed to see. Before that, it was just some lesser-known piece of Da Vinci. It wasn't even that big of a deal. But then when it was stolen, everyone wanted it. So if you want to make a splash, 
That's what you got to do. Maybe Just Stop Oil should destroy the Mona Lisa and then might be taken seriously. What do you think? Do you think that they would be taken seriously then? Maybe they need to fly a helicopter filled with uh, just a big bucket of, of tomato juice and then pour it on the Louvre. Maybe that would work. Hawaii was, uh, 1959 became a state today and everyone was super stoked about it. Just joking, it was controversial then, it's controversial now. Since, since 1959, it has been controversial. There's lots of people in Hawaii that don't want to be a state. And the ones that are there, they've always been upset. That the one, There's people that are still pissed off that it became a state in 1959. You know, and they're pissed off now because Maui just burned down and a bunch of um, rich Americans on the mainland are trying to buy the land that's burned to a crisp bullshit right a bunch of capitalists trying to make make money off of a horrible horrible situation 1991 conservative coup in the soviet union is crushed by popular resistance led by boris yeltsin in three days do you remember that boris yeltsin the famous russian president though i remember him standing on a standing on a tank being like we will take this country i remember that boris yeltsin everyone else remembers the boris yeltsin of like the drunk who's like ah i'm rich and i'm drunk i remember him as a as a as a on the, the front of a tank screaming at the top of his lungs saying he wants his country back kind of shocking really but um that happened uh <laughs> Walt Disney Bambi came out today in 1942. Isn't it crazy? 1942? 1942 it came out? That's insane. Where do I live? I live in beautiful Southern California. I live in Orange County, California. Even my William S. Burroughs voice? Then came the G-Man. He was an arc. He was hooked on crank so nasty he always he always had that amazing uh he talk like they call me bro cannons open fire artisans of the world unite some people think he was a communist what do you think bts korean pop releases dynamite i don't even know who they are Nickelback re releases How You Remind Me in 2001, Billboard Song of the Year. I know there's a lot of Nickelback fans out there because I know there's a lot of Canadians in the house and they love Nickelback. Canadians love Nickelback. I don't know what it is. It's like the Germans with uh, David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff's for Germany and Nickelback's for the Canadians. I don't even know what any of their songs are. What's that song? How You Remind Me, Nickelback. Maybe I should learn it. What do you think? All right. And then uh, birthdays. We don't have any vegan birthdays, which kind of annoys me. I like this guy, Cloud Graham. Cloud? Look at this guy, Cloud. Cloud the guy with the hat? Cloud Graham White? Of course, he's an, an aviator. He's like a really famous old aviator. He's got a... Look, at, his name is Cloud. <laughs> Could he not be anything but a cloud? Um, Sergey Brin is a computer science guy. But Amy Fisher was the Long Island Lolita. Long Island Lolita. She was 17 when she shot her 37-year-old boyfriend's wife. She had a boyfriend. He was way older than her. She was only 16, 17. She was 16 when they were, got together. She was 17 when she tried to murder his wife. Shot her in the face, Mary Joe Badafuco. Joey Badafuco and she both went to jail. Joey Badafuco went to jail for two years for statutory rape. She went to jail for seven years for aggravated assault and uh, attempted manslaughter. So we have 
because they got in a fight and she pulled the gun and she shot Joey Botafuco, Mary Jo Botafuco's wife, right in the face. She got out of jail and she tried to, you know, be in a reality show. She tried to do all this stuff. Uh, she There was a movie with, about her starring, um, there were two movies about her. One was starring Drew Barrymore as her, as Amy Fisher, and one was starring Alyssa Milano as Amy Fisher. Do you guys remember? You guys ever remember the, uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Amy Fisher, Joey Botafuco. Anyway, it didn't work out for her. She got out of jail at, after six years, seven years, six years, I think she served. And um, she ended up becoming a, uh, she, she, she did okay for a while. Then she became a porn star for a while. She stopped doing that. And now she is a cam girl. She has been a cam girl for a um, forever now. She's still a cam girl, apparently. I had to look up whatever happened to Amy Fisher this morning because I was really hoping she went vegan, honestly. <laughs> I was like, maybe she's vegan now. So I Googled her and I found out that she's, uh, no, she's just a, a cam girl these days. So, you know, it didn't work out for poor Amy Fisher. And this picture of her, it makes me so sad because that that's not what I remember Amy Fisher looking like. I remember Amy Fisher looking like, let me see if I could get a, a, a non-gross picture of her. Yeah, here she is. This is how I remember Amy Fisher. 17-year-old Amy Fisher getting uh getting prosecuted. She was like it was a huge deal. Her 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 case was out of this world. Everyone was talking about it. It's kind of nuts. Barafuco. Yeah, his name her her boyfriend's name was Joey Barafuco. You can never never forget that. Fuoco. Plus the the way it was spelled, right? Yeah, great vegan spots in San Diego. Ever had vegan sushi? Of course, I've been vegan 20 years, homie. Gorilla Eats sushi is amazing. No, I haven't had that, though. No. Thank you, Paul Campbell. Anyway, Amy Fisher. I, 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 I kind of went down memory lane a little bit when I, was, when I, when I read that it's her, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Amy Fisher. You know, I mean, what a bummer. Now, all the pictures of her, like this picture of her, it's clearly like some publicity shot of when she was a porn star it's kind of sad what happened to her but i mean she did try to kill her boyfriend's wife so what are you gonna do but she was only 17 you know long island lolita they called her um it's wilt chamberlain's birthday he of course is a basketball player he was one of the greatest basketball players of all time he ended up telling everyone that he had slept with fifty thousand women do you believe him he said he slept with two fifty thousand women during his career he died of heart uh coronary heart disease at the age of 50 something he didn't live very long 63 sorry congestive heart failure he died Wilt Chamberlain, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Um, Kenny Rogers, of course, he died in 2020. I want to say he died. He It's his birthday today, Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold him. Know when to hold him. 120 hit sequels across various musical genres, three Grammys, Kenny Rogers. He also was a horrible, um, he owned Kenny Rogers Chicken House. He owned a whole chain of chicken, fried chicken restaurants. Of course, he's a mass murderer, Kenny Rogers. Um, Steven Hillenburg, he is the one who started SpongeBob. He was the one who invented SpongeBob. Steven Hillenburg, he died of uh, ALS. 
but he actually lived in Orange County, California, right near my house at the uh, at the Ocean Institute, and he invented SpongeBob SquarePants when he was working there as a teacher. And then he went to go be an animator. He worked on Rocco's Modern Life, and then he became um, super famous with with SpongeBob. Didn't save his life though. He died of uh, Lou Gehrig's disease at a very young age, like fifty something. I think he died. Let me see. How old was he when he died? He was 57 when he died of ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. What a bummer, huh? Yeah, but SpongeBob, SpongeBob's been in the news today because uh, did you hear like, did you hear that uh, Ariana Grande is banging SpongeBob? It's crazy. This world is so crazy. I mean, Kim Cattrall, she played a famous Vulcan on Star Trek and uh, she was Star Trek Wrath of... No, Star Trek The Voyage Home. She was great. Uh, not Voyage Home. Star Trek Undiscovered Country. She was great. And now I think she was in something on HBO, some show about some women that drink Cosmos. Do you know what I'm talking about? She was on some show where they... Kim Cattrall, where that she drinks Cosmos a lot. I don't know. But I know her from Star Trek. Usain Bolt's birthday is 37. Casey Musgrave who's a country singer. Nobody here is vegan. What the hell? Not one vegan birthday. WTF. Of course, today is 1929. Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera got married in 1929. Um, it's kind of fascinating if you think about it because... Uh, so they got married. And the only reason I, I think it's important is because this guy... Well, Elizabeth Bathory died today. She was a serial killer who bathed in the blood of young women. She was like one of the craziest serial killers. Lady Bathory, I think of her as just like what all carnies are. They think that if they eat animals, they'll be better off. So she would eat like virgins and like bathe in their blood. She would, she, Lady Bathory was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, vampire type shit, where she thought that if she bathed in the blood of the innocent, that she would live forever. She died today. What did she die of, I wonder? Did they kill her? Serial killer. <laughs> Most prolific female serial killer in history. She died aged 54. No cause of death mentioned. Together with four collaborators, she accused of she's accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls between 1585 and 1610. Hundreds of girls in Hungary. Yeah, pretty nasty stuff. Wild, right? I think so too. Um, but the big one is Trotsky died today. And that's the one I want to talk about. Trotsky. Trotsky, of course, Leon Trotsky is the father of the Soviet Union. He was great friends with Stalin and Lenin. And he was the one who kind of wrote how the government should work. He was very, very influential in, in creating the Soviet Union. When Lenin was assassinated and Stalin took over, he wasn't super stoked about how things were going with Stalin. So he was exiled. Stalin was like, go screw yourself. And Trotsky's like, happily. And he bounced but his big issue is that Trotsky couldn't STFU he could not stop writing books he knew he was going to die his blood pressure wasn't so great he moved to Mexico City where he had an affair with Frida Kahlo because those two communists Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo were 
super into communism and they were super into Trotsky. Everybody loved Trotsky. He was the guy who was like the intellectual of the bunch. He was the one who wrote about communism saving the planet and how the world would be a better place if everyone looked at each other like comrades instead of like enemies. A one world, almost, almost anarchistic style of governance. He had these dreams of what communism could do for the world. And so he went to foment it down in Central America. But it didn't work out. He had an affair with Diego Rivera's then uh, wife and uh, was kind of kicked out of the house. After staying there for a while, he moved to the outskirts of Mexico City, where um, one of his one of his servants, um, a, a woman like his his maid, was good friends. Like they loved each other. They were, they were he was supposed to be a good boss. And then, um, but she had a lover who was a a a, a, a Russian operative, and he walked up behind old Trotsky and put an ice axe in the back of his head. And that was the end of Leon Trotsky. It took him a day to die, died the next day. But Leon Trotsky died that day. And um, what's crazy is the guy said, no, I was just angry about something or he, he made up some bullshit. But it turned out later on um, that it was definitely the USSR who had carried out an assassination on him because they didn't like him talking about Stalin. It was total gangster shit. It wasn't like he really posed a threat to Stalin. He was just writing books and stuff. But um, writing books get you killed in Russia. I don't know if you've heard. It still goes on today. These days they use little... little uh, drugs and bugs to kill you but um back then it, it was ice axes in mexico city getting him college doormat that's right cocoa puffs though <laughs> porn stars make me sad i don't like the idea of people having sex with people they don't want to truly have sex with uh yeah i think it's exploitation inherently exploitation i think pornography is inherently exploitation but that's just me i think it's very rare that filmed, I mean, there's different levels of it, right? There's different levels of different types of pornography. But um, like, I think that writing, for example, or certain things that people do for erotic purposes is different than what I think the general order of business is for pornography, which is exploitation. The first, <laughs> the first rule of Russia Club, don't talk about Russia Club. Yep, Trotsky was in Russia Club, could not stop writing books. And so they killed him. Yeah. He's got kind of, while in exile, Trotsky continued to criticize Stalin's regime and advocate for his version of a revolutionary socialism known as Trotskyism. He founded the Fourth International, an, an organization dedicated to promoting his ideas and opposing Stalinism. Trotsky's life in exile came to a tragic end when he was assassinated by, he says ice pick, but it was actually an ice axe by a Soviet agent in Mexico City. Yeah. What's really messed up is that he was like on his way out anyway. He was going to die. Like he was not doing well. <laughs> and they went up and they killed him. Poor Trotsky, the Trotskyites, the idea of it always being like a constant revolution. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, South Americans and Mexicans really got up to that idea of uh, Viva la Revolution, that it would always be a revolution. That's why uh, Cuba, Cuba really believed in that style, the Trotskyism but um, it didn't really work out either. Like, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. The idea being, if Marxism is like you have a revolution, and then once you put everyone in power, you have to have a second revolution in order for the people to have the power. But um, 
it doesn't ever work out. They never get to that second revolution. So Trotsky's idea was a constant revolution, revolutionary government. That didn't work out um, because the same issue happened because of generalissimos and people like Fidel Castro. Communism, you know, it's a great idea, but uh, never quite works out. Never quite works out. Working requires consent. Your consent to being exploited because you need food. Well, I think you consent to being exploited. I think you ex consent to having your autonomy minimized by um, for convenience, right? Like I live in a city. I want to live in a city. I don't want to live in the forest because I live in the city. I have to work in order like I could live in the forest and try to live differently, right? People do. I must listen again to Radio BBC Four Great Lives podcast on Trotsky. Trotsky's an interesting one. Real things here. Where you been? A member, finally a member is in the house. We got lots of members here, actually. Karina V in here. Thank you for moderating, Karina V. If you walked into the kitchen and saw DeFrog on my profile in your kitchen, what would you do to her? I would capture her and let her go. That's what I would do. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, tonight we have no guest it's just me and we're going to do some reaction videos from all the vegan shit that happened this weekend i hope that you guys have enjoyed the pre-shift and that you'll hang out with me later i really enjoy hanging out with you if you don't mind please go to veganofcourse.net or veganofcourse.etsy.com pick yourself up some vegan gear you know help support the channel if you aren't already a patreon become patreon man it's veganofcourse. it's patreon.com veganofcourse Become a channel member. Do whatever, you know, any small amount just to help out, you know. If you don't want to do that, sh share a video, you know. And if you can't even do that, just like the video, would you? Because for Christ's sake, the algorithm needs to love me. I need to do it. Paul's dad, Joseph Campbell. That's pretty incredible. What's up, Joseph Campbell? How are you? The Hero's Journey, Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, you're here just in the end, just as the hero is about to abscond, I'm going to take my hat and my leave, sir. <laughs> my invite to be on the show must have got lost in spam or something. Vegan-ish, when do you want to be on the show? You can be on the show. Usually people want to come in on Sundays, but you can be on the show. Ty Williams, big heart from Ty Williams, thank you so much. I love your soup. Campbell's soup is delicious. Thank you. Veganish, when do you want to be on the show? You can come on the show. All right, guys, thank you so much for everything. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. not use animals it's so hard not to use animals i totally agree you know when you said that i got a frisson <laughs> i had a frisson when you said that 
I love it. I hope you're able to use the cool words, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. I hope that you guys have a joyful mindset today. Keep out there. Keep going strong. We need you. The animals need you. I need you. We need each other. Thanks, vegans. Keep going, vegans. Go, vegans, go!